and welcome back to another episode of a podcast, Eternally Obsessed. This is going to be another episode in our series, Examining the Eternals. And today, to discuss with me about Kingo, I have again Marin. As you guys know, Marin discussed Sprite with us, um, and now she's back to discuss Kingo. So, Marin, if you would like to reintroduce yourself to the podcast, by all means. Yes, hi everybody, it's Marin again, uh, here to talk about Kingo today. Um, you can follow me at SnatchGay on Twitter if you want. All I do is talk about gay people and cry on there, so, you know, come through. <laughs> of course, <laughs> and as always, I will leave um, all of Marin's links um, in the description, so make sure you go check her out on Twitter. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me to discuss Kingo and... Mm-hmm. for having me. Of course. Um, again, where the floor is open to you, where would you like to start with Kingo? Because I mean, I definitely have like a few aspects we can cover with him, but yeah, this is Kingo a podcast is... driven by what you want to talk about. So yeah, Kingo's a lot because he's like he's a very fascinating character, and um, I think we kind of went over it a little bit in the Sprite episode, but like the decisions he makes within the movie and how that influences. Maybe not necessarily like character actions, but more like influences the the tone of the story. Um, mm-hmm. So, I I mean I thought he was fascinating from the start because he he was always acting like like he was happy, but as you watch more of the movie, you're kind of like, oh, this guy's got like issues, <laughs> you know, like. He hides it behind pretending um, like he's all okay, um, or like you know pretending behind his like movie star persona. But um, like when when Ajax had them all like separate, you can tell that really had a big impact on him moving forward because he really cared about the Eternals. He saw them as like his family members, so to see them torn apart again in the end. I felt like for him that was like a tragic moment. So when when I first watched the movie, I was like, "Yeah, I think he's gonna be like one of my favorite." Yes. Um. So, sorry, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I, I even have a a Funko figure of Kingo. Like that's how much I like him. Oh, that's amazing. Um. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I'd have to voice a lot what you say. I think Kingo's quite a similar to Sprite. I think Kingo's quite a misunderstood character because. Mm-hmm. Not in the sense that like people misjudge his character, but in the sense that people only really see his character as being the funny guy. But mm. obviously, there's way more to him than just being the funny guy. And I don't think yeah. people really take the time to stop and think about it. And obviously, mm-hmm. they also don't like him because of the way that he sided with Icarus, but more like he wasn't involved in the final battle and why he mm-hmm. left. And yeah. obviously, that was kind of like a criticism everyone had of the movie. They were like, why did King just leave? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the criticism that people had about that kind of contributes to the fact that, you know, they kind of just see him as a funny guy and nothing mm-hmm. else. But him not being in the final battle actually added more meaning to the movie. And overall, the theme that the movie is trying to explore rather than just like keeping him there. I mean, it's funny yeah. I'd love to see him fight, you know, um, having one of the Eternals not be involved in the fight, having that neutral perspective 
served well and I think we can expand on that later and like why it particularly made sense for his character to be Mm -hmm. on that neutral side but yeah I'd have to voice like a lot of the things you said I think Kinko's quite overlooked um he does mask his probably his like insecurities and loneliness Mm -hmm. through the movies and I think I think that's something that we can definitely get into about like you know how much he loves his family what his movies mean to him why did he become a movie star um, his relationship with Sprite in particular, I think, is definitely one that's intriguing. Also, Icarus, the way he views Icarus. Um, but yeah, overall, like Kingo is just like a very multifaceted character, and I don't think very. people stop to think about that and really yeah. just see him as the funny guy, which doesn't necessarily bother me. But it's like also at the same time, it slightly does when they misinterpret his character for the decision that he takes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's kind of like what we talked about like last episode with the fanon. With that whole Druid and Bucky would get along thing, like Fanon and Canon gets confused a lot sometimes, and I and I feel like Kingo's character also falls under that trap because it's like it's easy to just say, oh, he's he's the funny guy because he's like the actor and he's always making jokes and stuff, but then you have to kind of like look beyond that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong in saying, like, he is a funny guy. I guess it's just, like, a little bit hard to generalize that. Just yeah, like, he's not only just a yeah. funny guy. He's funny yeah. as well as, yeah. like, like, there's an end. There's a reason why he is the way he is or why he presents himself to be, like, yeah. the most humorous out of all the Eternals. Because you could argue that each Eternal is funny in their own sense of humor. It's yeah. just that Kingo's is the one that... I think the thing with Kingo's humor is that it's the most common type of humor that people have. Like, kind of like class clownish. Exactly, right. Yeah. So it's the one that people tend to gravitate the most towards, whereas something like Fasto's, his humor is a little bit I more his. <laughs> mature, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And people, yeah. most people don't embody that. Or like, Dina's a little bit more like, childish in a way, you know? Mm. So I think like, like you said, mentioned like he's the class clown humor. A lot of people tend to gravitate towards that, so they just see him as the funny guy when each turtle is kind of wacky and funny in their own way. Yeah, I mean, like Icarus broke Fastos's table because he thought it was made out of vibranium. Like that was a pretty. It was like kind of one of those like funny but not really funny moments. But then uh, Fastos's response to it makes it even funnier. So, yeah, exactly. Like, they they all have this little thing about them that, mm-hmm. um, like you know, they have personalities. Um, but like, especially Kingo, because like he he puts on an act for everyone all the time, especially within the last hundred years because of his acting career. Yes. So, it's like he he's just used to maybe like pleasing other people i also wondered if like maybe one of the reasons he's so um i don't know if loud is the right way to say it but like he's so opinionated and like mm-hmm. um always trying to like be either funny or like stand out is because like among the eternals like some of them are really really impressive and if you don't have an impressive yeah. superpower, quote unquote, you have to like do more to stand out even more. So I feel oh, like definitely. that played a role. Definitely. And, you know, like Kingo's powers is what he can create, con- yeah. like not constructs, but he can like create 
balls of energy and shoot yeah. finger guns. Like yeah. compared to other Eternals who have super strength, they can fly. One of them, like even though Ajax doesn't have necessarily a power, she is also the leader. Sprite can mm-hmm. create illusions. Athena's a warrior. Like every other Eternal has a more um, <coughs> identifiable power. Yeah, so maybe and, part yeah. of. Oh, that's a really good theory. Actually. Definitely, like his his perception of like the other Eternals also influences like how he presents himself. Like for example, like it's very obvious that he has a lot of admiration for um, Icarus throughout this movie, throughout their lifetime on Earth. Like he sees him as like uh, like s- somebody to aspire to, kind of like how Sprite does. Um, mm-hmm like some someone who because uh, outside of Ajax he was kind of like their mil- quote-unquote military leader so if if you I guess if you like strength and command and stuff like that it would make sense that you would try to like embody or like emulate the, the other person as well oh for sure i definitely do think that he admired icarus because he was making a whole movie about icarus like i think that speaks volumes a whole movie trilogy exactly like it was about icarus and i think part of like the reason why he is funny the way he is or the reason why he's a movie star it's because it's a way for him to mask those insecurities Mm -hmm. but also an attempt to stand out so it's kind of like in a way, it's kind of a double-edged sword because the yeah. insecurities don't go away yeah. when he does those things. I think it's kind of like slight moments show that it's kind of obvious. Like when people question what he's doing, for example, with Brewig, he's a little stunned mm-hmm. and <clears throat> he doesn't really know how to respond. But he's also trying to defend himself and be like, hey, like I do this because I, like I like doing it. It's almost like he seeks validation through doing those things. And I think that's kind of a big part. Yeah, I think um, that like hit, uh, you really hit it there with like he seeks validation um, because I feel like in the end when he made the decision that he did to like not really fight for either side and to just distance himself from it is mm-hmm. kind of like one of those moments of like like he in that moment he literally doesn't know what to do like which because it's not it's choosing not only between just Icarus and the other Eternals but it's also choosing between Erisham and the other Eternals as well and we see throughout the movie like it's hinted at several times that Kingo really believes in Erisham yes yeah like he really believes in um their creator the 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 person who sent them here to protect the world, blah, blah. Like, he, he buys into the quote-unquote propaganda? He does buy into the propaganda, but also yeah. at the same time, he does have an admiration for humans, too. Exactly. And that, that's what Icarus was missing. Exactly. I agree. Because um, I don't know if it's like he necessarily buys... Because the thing is, I don't think Icarus buys into the propaganda. I just think, like, Icarus is molded to be, like... Mm. um someone who's just loyal mm-hmm. yeah for him it's more about like loyalty rather than like believing in it but i think truly out of all the eternals kingo was the one who like actually believed in it like he was yeah. like yeah like this is a good thing like we are helping create lives like because yeah. i actually didn't see icarus trying to justify what erishim was doing at any point 
for yeah, it's more, it's more like, like Ersham said, we have to do it. So exactly. We do it. So we have yeah. to do it. But for Kingo, it's like, no, like we look what well, look what we lose if it doesn't happen. And yeah. you know, even though like it may not be the best perspective, I think it was quite smart for Chloe to have a show a perspective that you know yeah. when it comes to conflict, you won't. There's it's not black and white. It's yeah. there's always a gray area. Kingo is that gray area. Like he's the best embodiment of the gray area because he chose not to side with any of them he just chose yeah. to leave and take his own path but at the same time give their best regards and like that's choosing the gray area and whether you like it or not you have to admit it's more realistic that way because yeah there's always there's always an area where you're like bro like how do you what does what does it even mean to pick a side in this situation yeah. Maybe something that people might have missed or maybe not even cared about that much is like Kingo was on the on the, on like the other eternal side when they were still gonna make Tiamat go to sleep. Exactly, like, he would have sided with them, but then Icarus came and destroyed that thing, and it, the plan changed to we have to kill Tiamat. Yes, and at that point he's like, I'm not gonna kill a god. Yeah like that wait was like, it bro. yeah was like it? i i i don't i don't remember I, I at a certain point it becomes obvious that like they can't put him to sleep wasn't that and, during the final battle though i thought the plan was to always put tiamat to sleep because cersei never wanted to kill tiamat either she oh, wanted to always put wait. him to sleep wait was it i need to rewatch this movie I haven't yeah. watched it in like four months. No, but I think you're actually right. Why did I? Why did I think he always started? Did I think Kingo was always like that. He didn't want to kill a god. Oh no, it's he. he didn't want to kill any of the Eternals. Oh, he said he didn't want to. He didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to go with Icarus because if he had gone with Icarus, he would have ended up killing the god. Yeah, and he like, cares yeah, for the yeah, other yeah. Eternals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe. I have a question for you. Why yeah. is it, do you think specifically that Chloe chose to have Kingo be the gray, like the gray moral eternal? Why not any of the other ones? Like, what about, like, I just wanted to know your thoughts. Like, what about, what is it about, like, Kingo's story or personality that, you know, mm -hmm. it made sense for him to be the morally gray character? I feel like, uh, it wouldn't make sense for Sina because she's already, like, she's, not necessarily losing her mind but she's seeing so much of everything that they've lived through that right. for her like she knows she knows what it means so mm -hmm. she couldn't be the great character um druid couldn't be the great character because he like he's i don't know if imprinted is the right word but like he's come like he his mind has also kind of been destroyed by what he saw um as like like his love for humanity versus his disappointment in them and stuff like that like if she had if she had Rep made Eric the great character it would have been very difficult to see him just as gray it would have felt more like evil leaning you know what i mean yep i get it because of his power source yep. and stuff like that um obviously it couldn't be icarus um it couldn't be cersei because she she's the like the the connector to humanity like the mm -hmm. most connected to all of them um, and I feel like if Fastos didn't have his family, it would have been him. I agree. Yeah, and so 
Kingo, I mean, Sprite, she, she was on the other side. So Kingo kind of uh, falls in this place where he, he has the love both for humanity as well as um, the trust in Aristram's mission, like equal, a kind of equal amount of both, mm-hmm. uh, which the others do not. So it kind of like makes sense that he would be in a place where that would be kind of like, right, yo, right. I don't think this is. No, no, that I, makes sense. He's like, like, yo, I don't know. <laughs> no, that makes sense because, um, like for him, I, I just want it interesting because the way that he's framed, it's almost like he has these sort of insecurities that he's trying to mask. So would it like would it make sense that he chose the gray side so that he can show that by taking a different stance, he's like super unique and different from the other Eternals? So that's like another way for him to stand out as well. Mm-hmm. As if he's like, look at me, like I'm not choosing either side, but I'm choosing a different one. Like, do you think part of that was motivated by him trying to seek that validation from others as well? I feel like he knew when he made that decision that whatever love or respect they had for him would change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, like, it feels like a, a petty thing he might have done if the world wasn't ending, but, like, he knew that one way or the other, their quote-unquote world was gonna end. Um, so I feel, I don't, I don't think it's something that he would have done for uh, just the purposes of validation, but more like because he truly believed that that was the only decision he could have made at that moment. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I just like I'm trying to figure out like what is it. Like I feel like he... I feel like if we weren't able to see just how much he loved um, the other Eternals and um, like how he saw them as family members and how much he. Uh, respected or believed in the ideas of Erisham, then I could have believed that it was just for validation. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's true because there were moments in the film where it clearly showed that he loved the Eternal since he was the first one to be like, we should wipe Dina's memories, but like out of good heart. So, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't hurt anyone else. Or Someone was also bringing up when, um, like when Dina woke up or something, but whenever, whenever they were inside that oh, pyramid, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was you, but at one point he like yeah, stood in front of Makari. It. Yeah. As uh, like a protector. Yeah, at, at one point he stood in front of Makari and then I noticed Wait, can you come closer to the mic? It's a little hard yeah, to hear you. Yeah, sorry. At one point he was like trying to defend Makari and then there was another point where he was trying to like defend Cersei as well, I think. Oh yeah. Um, so kind of like like he he very obviously like cared about the people. So he like it, I don't think he's yeah um yeah I would like he's got a lot of stuff going on up there in his head you know um but I do feel like to be honest ult- ultimately it kind of did come down to Icarus like if Icarus had been like yeah we could kill the or make Tiamat go to sleep Kingo would have probably been like oh, okay yeah I guess we I guess we can keep doing that Oh, I'm like, if, if Icarus was, like, on their side, then King yeah, would have also been I, on there. Yeah, I feel like he would have had less resistance, to mm. be very honest. Like, because, because, like, then, at that point, they were all on the same side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, you know I do I mean? agree. I do agree, like, 
I definitely it's kind of messed up. Yeah, no, it's it's so funny because he's motivated by so many different things. Like he's motivated by the mission of Erishim, his love for yeah. the Eternals, but then there's also Icarus, and it's like it's really interesting the way that he's been positioned mm. and how that contributes to his character because he's definitely one of the more like he's probably the most morally gray eternal like definitely all of the eternals have their sense like their um their their issues where it's like they're kind of you know they're not like perfectly black or white but i would say kingo's probably the most gray of them all yeah um and heart difficult to categorize because of the decision he made but yeah yeah i mean i think for him I really wonder, though, if he truly loved the Eternals, why did he abandon Sprite in Macedonia? I know. <laughs> I think that was his biggest mistake. In I the feel like... Movie. Yeah, I, I, I don't know it's a mistake. I feel like, again, it kind of goes back to this complex thing where it's like he cares for the Eternals, but he also has this insecurity, and so he really wants to do things in a way... Insecurity so he- and selfishness as well. Like, it's not it's yes. not bad to be selfish like sometimes you do have to pick yourself so he was in that situation where it was like like he i guess he wanted to be able to travel and experience the, like the quote-unquote human things yeah but it was difficult to do that with a, a child <laughs> at all times like he was like I, I, I feel like he used that as an excuse to to go definitely i I feel like he used that as an excuse and like if they gave us a chance and gave us like a backstory like the like the way they did by like making those comics about like the 500 year war or whatever Mm -hmm. they gave us a chance and explained what happened within those hundred years to all the other eternals yes yes i definitely do you think that we need to see comics of what happened to each of the eternals once they split up yeah because there's so many questions there like the movie gave us so much of when they were together but it's like for most of the eternals we barely know what happens like bastos we really don't know mm-hmm. um I mean, like how did how did him how did him and ben meet like that's what i want to know like what's their love story i mean it's that but it's also like way before that like because fastos we don't know what he was really doing before mm-hmm. world war ii you know yeah before yeah. ben so I think we're definitely missing that context. Like we know Kingo and Sprite travel together. Well, yeah. I think Kingo's is a little bit more obvious because Kingo, we do know like once they split up Kingo and Sprite used to live, then Kingo abandoned Sprite and became the movie star and yeah. like settled down in India. Like I think Kingo's is the most obvious. This is the but, most flushed out, yeah. Yeah, but like I definitely do think that we need to, oh, and then also Athena and Gilgamesh True. kind of makes sense. Like they were just yeah. in Australia, but like. Tina Gilgamesh, Druig, and uh, Kingo. They they got their shit down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, um, but I definitely do think we need to see that perspective of um, like what was going on between him and Sprite. Which let's talk about Kingo and Sprite because I definitely do think they're one of the more intriguing relationships in mm-hmm. the Eternals movie. Very much so. Very much so. Um. Uh, like the first time we see them together, uh, when they're on the plane, mm-hmm. he's trying to talk to her and she's not having it. No, <laughs> like, bro, leave yeah. me alone. And middle fingers up, and I'm gonna disappear because you suck ass. And I was like, you know what? So real. You're so of real. course. 
Well, like good, good for her. Yeah. But because, like, how are you gonna abandon somebody? Yes. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know, but it's like beyond that. Like, I, I just find like their relationship to be really interesting because Sprite has her own sense of insecurities with the way mm-hmm. that she looks. But for Kingo, it's funny because his insecurities are more like internal. Mm-hmm. Since he really got to experience life like being a movie star and traveling and doing all these things. And like Sprite never got to do any of these things, but Kingo yeah. still remains. I, I think I think that I think it, go, it kind of goes back to the selfishness thing with Kingo is to some extent he does lack perspective. Yeah. Like he thinks that all the other Eternals may have it really easy and he's the one who isn't really struggling and i think maybe that's what led him to abandoning sprite because he kind of does have that selfish intent yeah do you think it's like self-deprecating in a way like he 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 has a perception of them that puts them on such a high pedestal that he can't see the same as him because at the end of the day they were all kind of created to be quote-unquote equal like they all play their roles and stuff like that so like like man's really do not believe himself to be worthy <laughs> like maybe probably so so maybe like that selfish intent comes from also a place of it's like i'm not worthy but i'm gonna be selfish so i can feel worthy yeah and also it's like i think that's where the movies come in because he's like he probably started movies to create that worthiness and sense of confidence but then it's also like like, as much as selfish as he is, I think the selfishness stems from a place of insecurity. Mm-hmm. And then also at the same time, it also, he's also has that admiration. So it's like a, kind of like a mix of things because mm-hmm. he's selfish. He, selfish just comes from insecurities, but his admiration and love also he has for all the other Eternals because of yeah. how talented they are. And he wants yeah. to strive to be like them, which is why sometimes he can be selfish on his journey in attempting to become like them. I think that kind of yeah. sums up everything, actually. Yeah, it really does. I mean, especially of, like, his admiration of both Sprite and Icarus, like, in the way that Sprite was the person that um, inspired him to go into acting, to perform mm-hmm. other people and things like that. And, like, you know, like, towards the end when he made that decision and Icarus and Sprite left, um, it kind of felt like they left him behind because it was like, well, like I wouldn't nobody... blame Sprite, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, no, like, I feel like I honestly, I feel like his, his admiration for Ajax as well played a big role in, in why he didn't side with Icarus at that moment. Yes, for sure. Because he really did love Ajax like a lot. So yes. like, um oh that's so messed up that was that was a really sad moment when he when he found out and his his finger gun did that little thing and it went up the the directing like that entire section of the movie wait are you talking about when he found out that ajak was dead when he found out that um uh icarus was the one that killed ajak oh yeah or yeah, that yeah, icarus yeah. led to her death like yeah like yeah. that whole part like I, th- I think i've seen edits where it's like um he knows, and he thinks he knows, like on TikToks, um, about like that moment where you realize that the person you admired killed the other person that you admire, and it's like mm-hmm. a mind fuck. 
Um, oh, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think for him, it probably really struck him. So that's why he probably chose to only, you know, like, side with um, or like choose that medium side, because for him, it seemed the most reasonable thing to do. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of goes back to what you're saying. Like, it just seemed the most reasonable thing to do for him at yeah. that moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also, I like, he says he doesn't want to, like, fight with Icarus, or he doesn't want to kill Icarus, or, or no, he doesn't want to fight with Icarus, and he doesn't want to kill the other Eternals, but I also think, like, he, he also wouldn't have wanted to fight with Sprite. Oh, no. if he had gone, he would have had to fight with Sprite, and that, I, I think, like, even though he might not have voiced it, but from the way their relationship was shown throughout the movie, like, that's not somebody that he would have ever wanted to be in a fight with, like, again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, she's uh, supposed to have his back. Like, he's not supposed to be stabbing her. No, no, no. Exactly. I don't know. It's He's just such a... He's a very com- complex character. Yeah, that's why I like him so much. <laughs> like, there's layers to him. And it's like those layers you have to dissect. Because mm-hmm. the, the thing with some of, the, some of the Eternals is that it's very easy to, like, pinpoint and be like, oh, yeah, like, their personality is exactly like this because mm-hmm. of X, Y, Z. But with Kingo, it's like, kind of going back to like the whole thing of it's like he's selfish but he loves the other turtles but he's also yeah. like it's because of insecurities but then yeah. he wants to side with them because it's like ah like so many things yeah. in one it does it does not go from dot a to dot b it's like dot no. a dot z dot like f c blah 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 then exactly <laughs> and i would say like not the same thing with Sprite, but in a way, I can see why Kingo and Sprite were paired together because Kingo's mm-hmm. has those insecurities and Sprite also has those physical insecurities. So they're kind of two broken people mm-hmm. together. Because like Icarus, in a sense, like for after Ajax told him, like whoever Icarus was before Ajax told him the truth, he would he could never become that person again. Mm. So it's like like maybe i mean they probably didn't notice the shift because he was a goddamn good actor and a fucking liar but like like the they the three of them have so many similarities in, mm-hmm. in in the fact that like they were all trying to hide pieces of themselves that they felt like they couldn't explain to the other attorneys or express yep yep yeah I definitely think they had the difficulty in expressing that. Um, also, let's let's talk about his implied bisexuality. I know. I'm telling you, he was in purple lighting all the time. His whole little, I'm going to make a trilogy about Icarus. The comment he said about well, Dane Whitman. I know the comment. Like, oh, he, lo- he looks better in person. Hmm. Mm-hmm. When he looks better in person, or does he look better in person? I think he said he looks cuter in person or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Boy, what do you mean? What do you mean? Explain it to me. <laughs> no, Explain exactly. It's like, tell us. We want yeah. to know. Tell me um, more, Kingo. Yes, but I really do hope that, like, they do confirm him to be bisexual. I think that would be really cool. That would be amazing. So, and I, just, I don't know, like, he definitely gives off, like, awkward. Like, I don't know. The man was not given straight. Let's talk about him and Karun. Like, why do you think he chose to stick around and trust Karun for so long? Um, bro, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them at some point in the far past when he yeah. was trying to stick him through the heart, you know? Um, I, I, 
I think maybe... Sorry, or, um, you're cutting yeah. away again. Sorry. I think maybe it has something to do with, like, the fact that Karun was probably one of the first or the most recent human being to, like, realize that he wasn't human and still accepted him and wasn't afraid of him and actually like admired him and would listen to his stories about the other Eternals. And, you know, Kinko could probably talk for hours about the other Eternals. So like the fact that Karun was willing to like sit and listen and stuff like that, that must've been comforting because like in a way it was like a connection to his family, like being able to talk about your family. Yes. I really just think that Kingo needed therapy and Karun (laughs) was that. Yeah, like I definitely do think like, stressful. Exactly, and it's like you said, like Kingo didn't want the family to break up, and so yeah. Karun became his new family, and that's why <laughs> he stuck around to him. And it was like, in some ways, Karun was loyal to mm-hmm. Kingo, as Kingo would have been loyal to the other Eternals, and yeah. probably admired Kingo. So I think, I feel like part of it's also like to feel loved. Mm -hmm. by someone who is close to you and sort of looks up to you like oh my god you're a superhero like i think it also helped boost kingos in that way so yeah i think 100 percent. that's right and i think outside of the obvious um icris and sprite relationships that kingo has like kingo and karun are like the ultimate for me like one of the best friendships on the in the mcu like period like it's oh wow that's awesome like, I like a lot yeah. yeah yeah no for sure a lot of people obviously don't talk about them but that's really cool that yeah. for you it's like a top one like that because cause... yeah because it's like there's just something really nice about like having someone mm-hmm. that not only admires and respects you but all your like bad sides and still will follow yes. you like yes. Kar- Karun, he literally heard, he literally heard um, Kingo say, yo, I'm not choosing humanity, but he still walked out with him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it, that's like, that's ride or die. And he was going to die. <laughs> no, 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 for sure, for sure. It was like, it's it's pretty cool. I really, yeah. oh, Kingo Karun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, Kingo was a big part in terms of representation for the South Asian community. Um, but I've talked a lot about that already. I've seen, I've seen your videos. And yes. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. there are some issues with the way that he was presented. But I think, like, like part of... Bruh, they should have chosen a better, like, Bollywood. They they should have... I, yeah. I get they wanted to make, like, their own soundtrack and stuff. But it was bad. They could have chosen, so like, something that, like, already popular like they could have paid a few extra thousand or millions of dollars to get like a very nice uh like popular bollywood song and then had him like dance better for sure (laughs) like i i grew up watching bollywood so i was watching that and i was like no it was so bad (laughs) i was like why are you doing it dirty like this this is not okay like they like for his character oh sorry what were you gonna say well i was gonna say it's like everything else was actually pretty perfect because the dance yeah. sequence was fine the costuming everything else was great but it's like that soundtrack was just really really bad and cringe yeah it <laughs> like, like didn't it didn't go with the moment like what they no. needed like but i feel like for for if it was 
if it was me, it'll never be me, but if it was me, <laughs> because they were about to reveal, like, the death of his mother or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, like, his quote-unquote mother figure or leader. Like, I would have played some sad-ass, like, something from, like, Cubby Cushy, Cubby Gum or some shit. Like, yeah. or, like, a reunion song, you know, because they're they- coming together again after yeah. so many years. And then just, like, because there were so many, like, ah, they just had. Marvel okay, was just okay. lazy because they could have done what Bridgerton did and done like a run edition, like mm-hmm. a cover of a song. Like Bridgerton did that with Cake. I would have cried. And it worked. Like there yeah. were, I loved it. I loved the cover. They could have done that, but I don't know. They were like, we're going to try making our own. No, it was bad. Either uh-huh. that or recruit at least a singer who can sing in Hindi. Because <laughs> the thing was, the singer also doesn't sing in Hindi. She sings in English, but it's like, which is not an issue, but if you're going to do Bollywood, like, it has to be a Hindi song. So yeah, yeah, because it, it was, like, I know, like, recently, <laughs> like, some Bollywood movies are trying to incorporate more, like, Western or, like, more English lyrics in songs. But they've there have been some really great, like, you know that song with Akon and Shahrukh Khan from that movie? But, like, Akon basically sings the whole thing in Hindi either way. Um, you have to tell me the name. Like, I don't remember the artist. Um, give me, give me like once I speak while I search this up. Okay. Um, yeah, no, they could have done the song a lot better, but like something that some South Asians are pointing out was like Kingo being the funny guy, like him really being the funny guy was a little mm-hmm. bit stereotypical of how like South yeah. Asian characters are, which I really, when it comes to like credit, when well, like when it comes to saying Kingo the funny guy in that sense. Yeah. That's the only time, like, I'll agree with that criticism. Like, because... Yeah, the stereotype. Yeah, like, yeah. to understand that he's not just a funny guy, like, you have to look into the movie, and some people don't want to look into the movie, so it can yeah. feel stereotypical. So with that, I do agree with that comedy part. Like, him just being the funny guy is a little stereotypical. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But I found overall, the song. I don't know. Do, do yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. Like because it, I, if they if they did a rendition of that, it would have also fit into the mood that they had tried to create as well because mm-hmm. it's like and stuff like that, and it would have been a song that like most people could recognize. I mean, yes, maybe not most people, but a lot of people recognize that song. You keep on going in and out. Um, it's like a song that's really recognizable. So I felt like if they had used something like that, exactly, like, it would have been cool. But it's okay. Like the movie's already come out, so we can't really do much. I mean, yeah, but maybe like, next time. Maybe, maybe next, next time. time. You know, like um, if they're gonna have him do another Bollywood number. Well, I don't know how. I don't know how much he can do that from space, but <laughs> man's up in space right now. He's gonna. He's gonna show like the Asgardians how to. Do. No, those guardians are oh my God, in space because their whole place died. Yeah, they're not in space anymore. <laughs> let's talk about the Kingo and Thor thing because yeah. that was really interesting. Um, is this, uh, I think you tweeted something not, not related to Thor, but to the Guardians, like his photo? Or his yeah, there was a poster, the- there's a poster during, I believe it's the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special set. Oh there was gosh. a poster of one of Kingo's movies there. Kingo's like, gonna the show up. Kingo's gonna show up. I don't think he'll show up in the holiday special. They're gonna see his movies. They're gonna watch his, they're gonna, yeah, like, they're gonna do that. They're gonna see his movies. They're gonna I don't watch think the Kingo first Shadow King movie. Yeah. And they're gonna be like, that kind of sounds like Icarus. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they'll be, I don't think they know about Icarus, though. What do you mean? 
no i mean i like but the thing is we don't know what they know yet because it, that movie is so far like, is that movie gonna be part of the no holiday holiday specials before oh. number three. Oh, never mind yes never it's mind. before number three yeah. so i don't think they'll meet the eternals until number three ah uh, okay honestly that makes so much more sense yeah because i feel like the next time we'll see kingo will be guardians of the galaxy number three you know what? I'm so excited to see him. <laughs> I don't think he's I'm coming so anytime before, but it's I fine. know. I'm so excited to see him. Yes, me too. Um, which Avenger, I guess, alive right now, would you want <laughs> to see him with the most? Um, to be very honest, I feel like honestly, I feel like Sam Wilson and Kingo would buy. Oh yes. Like that would be like I would pay money to watch that mm, like i agree it would be like so weird and funny mm-hmm. and i would and i would pay like my 15 dollars to go to the movies and watch whatever happens oh no that's a that's actually a really good one yeah. kingo and sam wilson i would have said kingo and tony stark but tony stark's a little bit <laughs> not very much alive so that's not gonna happen he's unavailable what the movie he is unavailable you never know here's the thing right like uh, no, they're never actually gonna put Tony back, but like they could be like, oh, you know, uh, if they ever did like an Eternals prequel or whatever. Oh, there had- was this um, there was this tweet I saw, and remember when Tony Stark was in India in Homecoming? Yeah. <gasps> yeah! Oh, is that what you're thinking? I don't know. We could have met King of I mean, I mean, that's a headcanon now. Yeah, it's a headcanon, but it's like it's it's, it's like, could have been I'm gonna be running with. Exactly. It it, it could have been happened. It could have yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, but like, yeah, like I think there's room to see something like that, which would be pretty cool with Kingo. It would be amazing. Yeah. Yes. With Kingo. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about with Kingo? I feel like we covered a lot about Kingo. And honestly, like, if, if any of y'all uh, listening in want to talk to me about Kingo, yeah. <laughs> feel free to hit our podcast forever <laughs> yes exactly um yeah. no that's awesome well thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of eternally obsessed as we discussed kingo um let me know what you think of what we talked about and you can message me tag me i don't really know make sure to follow marin on twitter i'll leave her links down below and make sure to Rate, subscribe, review this podcast wherever you are. And I hope you guys all have a good day and stay tuned for the next episode of Examining the Eternals. Bye. 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 Bye.